Hello and welcome to the Back to a brand new footballing podcast with new episodes every Thursday. I know it's a Sunday, I thought we'd bring you something cheeky and special on the, th- on the Sunday before we bring it, uh, start rolling out every Thursday. Anyway, the Back to is a footballing podcast from myself, Kevin DeSantos, and Reese Mitchell, debating and analysing all the big issues in the beautiful game and more. Let's get right into it, Reese. Uh, let's start 12.30 Saturday, the North London Derby, Arsenal versus Spurs. 2 0 win for the Gunners. What do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, it was a surprising win. Even though Arsenal were the uh, home team, I didn't think they were favourites going into the game. I predicted a 2-0 win for Tottenham, actually. What did you go for? Uh, I went for a 2-1 win. Kane and Ali were, well, they didn't play for England midweek, but we thought they would come back for the game. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they would. Uh, They did. They did come back, but they uh, they didn't play well at all. Harry Kane had his uh, knee taped up and... uh, Find himself in Mustafi in Mustafi's back pocket. Um, I was surprised. Arsenal were fantastic. I've got to say it's the best I've seen them play uh, all season. Um, maybe the uh, Chelsea nil-nil draw mm. that we're always reminded uh, about <clears throat> um, uh, is a little bit of an argument there. But no, um, they're fantastic from the from the get-go. Uh, high pressing from all the lads. Uh, Meza Azul for me was the man of the match. He was fantastic, leading the line, leading the press. Um, from the front, Sanchez as well. Lacazette show, showing why um, he should he should be starting all the big games. But hopefully for the Arsenal fans, he, he will be starting. Um, what did you think of Alexis Sanchez? Yeah, I thought Alexis Sanchez played a lot better today. Um, last time we saw him out was against his uh, future employees, uh, Man City, where he had a quiet game, uh, to say the least. Yeah, I thought... He didn't. Urzel got a lot of stick against City, but I thought he performed a lot better against City and obviously against Tottenham. Uh, Lex Sanchez decided to shout yesterday, though. You think he's going? Yeah, I think it's guaranteed. Now, um, him and Urzel definitely to go. I don't know where that stands in the long term uh, for Arsenal. They were hoping that their new AOL, they're called, uh, would maybe win them leagues to league over for them this season. For Arsenal? For Arsenal. Done. From the, from the get-go, Arsenal though, title contenders, not enough, really. uh, they're a bit off it. Um, and this is a perfect example as to why. Uh, for me, they just don't turn up enough. Um, you'll see them have one or two games. I remember a few years ago, they had that magnificent away game um, at City where they beat City. You never saw them put in performance like that again. Uh, this season, we see them play quite well at Stamford Bridge, or disciplined, rather, um, at Stamford Bridge. They've turned over Spurs here today. They've got Burnley next week. Will we see them turn over Burnley? Come out with a good, a good solid performance. I don't know. Will Will Urzel be running on like he did against uh, Tottenham? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think they've got more problems than that. I think it's a mentality thing. Um, from top, from top to bottom, they've got serious problems there. I don't see them win the league for at least a few more years. However, you mentioned them before, Manchester City. Alexis Sanchez, how does he fit into Man City? I don't believe he does, to be honest. I think Leroy Sane and Sterling are in better form than he is. Obviously, I'm not saying they're better players. However, they're young. I don't, how old is Alexis Sanchez? I believe he's 28, 29. Right about, around about. How many years has he got left at the top? Maybe one or two seasons. He'd probably like to win a league title though so it seems like the obvious move um 
if cities don't win it this season they're definitely going to be up there next season probably as long as pep's there they're always going to be challenging i believe what about alexis jumping ship to spurs <laughs> that would definitely <laughs> would that take spurs to putting on the pressure to proper title contenders i mean spurs look they've won one of their last 17 uh, away games uh, against the top six i mean you said they're putting on the pressure. I think they've been given a lot of plaudits and a lot of praise in the last two years. Um, I understand where it's coming from, from where Spurs were to where they are now. It's a, it's fantastic what Poch has done there. To take them to winning the league, I think, yeah, they would need a player like Alexis Sanchez in their team. Their 11's fantastic, but personally, I think they do like a bit of strength in depth, especially... Um, from in the in the the midfield to the wingers to the striker position, I think they've got a quite quite good depth at the back. Um, but they do need that other star player, completed made star player um, to to support Harry Kane. I think Deli Ali is a fantastic player and he's got some great potential. But I don't think he's quite um, there yet to be leading them to to a title. Um, I think they'll be in and around the top four this season, uh, but I don't see them um, challenging or lifting the trophy at the end of the season. Uh, that's all. What do you think of the, on uh, on Spurs? Yeah, I definitely think they're finishing the top four. Uh, who finishes out of the top four for this season? Colossal. Um, give it, give it Arsenal Liverpool. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Even though Salah's in fantastic form, I do believe in the long term, Morata and Hazard are going to score yeah. more goals than the. Front three for Liverpool. Firmino hasn't really chipped in as much this season, although he's an important part of their squad, how they like to play their pressing game. And Tottenham with Kane, if he, he's won the Golden Boot what, two years now? Two years ago, yeah. Um, he'll, do, he'll be there thereabouts. If he's getting 25 goals, that's always going to help. And I don't think, even though Lacazette has been in good form, it's mostly at the Emirates where they have been in good form. I believe they've won their last uh, 11 games there, which is a record since their hybrid days. Um, but I think in the long term, they're going to score more goals. Like I said, maybe 18. I don't think he'll hit the 20 mark this season. No, I mean, Arsenal for me, uh, well, I, I say they finish out of it, but I think it, it, it really depends on what happens in January. If Ozil and Sanchez do sign new contracts for or sign, sign for another uh, uh, another club. It's all about, well, how what's their attitude like until the end of the season? Are they going to be putting in 100% um, until until the end, since they've already signed for another club? Do they need to play well? Ozil might be looking at um, the World Cup. Does he need to um, put his, his body in any, in any danger and, and be in danger of missing out on the World Cup? Sanchez as well. Uh, not in terms of the World Cup, but um, does he need to? Will he need to to put to put himself about um, for Arsenal? I think without those two, take those two out of the the Arsenal eleven, and I think Arsenal are really struggling to to keep up with the likes of City United, Chelsea, and um, even though they they turned them over this weekend, uh, Spurs. So anyway, let's leave North London and let's head to to Old Trafford. Old Trafford, where uh, our boys. Put four past Newcastle. Yeah, two Southern United fans, if that wasn't. That's <laughs> what so, so you need. <laughs> so, can he knock it? Let's make that clear from the get-go. Got Cockney Red over here. Um, 
and, and the Southern Red uh, on my left. So, 4-1, what's the review? Uh, nervy start. We went 1-0 down early. Uh, Dwight Gale hitting it off the uh, post. Uh, Lindelof slipped. Uh, the did look all over the place, but it wasn't our... The positive to take, what it wasn't our preferred centre-back pairing, you may say, but no. I thought in the long run, um, in the long term, the game, uh, Lindelof and Smallin played well. Smallin getting the goal before, just before half-time, and... Um, yeah, Lindelof did quite well coming out with the ball from defence, I believe. Yeah, I thought we definitely saw shades shades of Mike. Mike, yeah. I thought we saw shades of Mike. Uh, Smalling looked quite good against Newcastle. Um, Lindelof, yeah, I think after his slip, he, uh, he 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 got back into the game. He couldn't let his head drop and um, and and been awful. We see him make a few a few errors and slips uh, in his in his previous game for United, but he played all right. He played well. Um, I thought the back four was good. Um, I've got to hand it to hand it to Ashley Young. He produced another quote unquote world class uh, uh, cross, and he looked good at he looked decent at, at left back. And Valencia was uh, so right back. David De Gea again pulling off another another brilliant save to keep us um, to keep the Newcastle score to only one. But we can't not talk about the big man, the French savior, Le Paul Pogba. Yeah, yeah, the. Great game to get the assist uh, for the first goal. Um, do you think he's been the reason we won the game four one? It's been the key to United season so far, anyway. I mean, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say yeah. Um, he just he completes our midfield. He 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 gives us a midfield, I should say. Um, Herrera and Matic just weren't working for me. They were both doing the exact same job. They weren't. Uh, they they weren't linking up well with each other. Um, defensively, yeah, they were, let's say, good. Um, they did a job in there, but Pogba just brings a completely different class, new elements into our into our team, allows us to do so much more, takes us from our box, uh, from our own box to the opposition box um, with just a few passes and a few and a few strides, so it seemed. The guy's so, so big. Um, his passing rate is fantastic. His confidence, his cockiness, his arrogance... Um, on the ball to take players on and to try and to try passes that Herrera and Matic just weren't just weren't trying and I don't think having their locker. Um, I'd say he's our best player, and now that our best player has returned, we're looking um, much better again. Yeah, it's just Newcastle, but without Pogba in the team, one 0 down at home to Newcastle, maybe 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 a one one draw. Might be being unfair on the lads, but I felt a lot more confident because Pogba was there. I feel like he raises the game of everyone else around them. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, I think people forget that he is a world class player. And we have missed him for two months uh, since he pulled his hamstring against uh, Basel in the Champions League. Um, yeah, it's a different aspect of the game. Although there was a lot of talk that he um, allows uh, Mickey to create chances. He didn't play. He was out of the squad for the game. We saw, well, the first time we saw Rashford and Martial and uh, Matt uh, played in the hole for a short time. So we did go we did go 1-0 down and he decided to change it to uh, 4-4-2. It looked like um, Martial and Rashford were rotating on the left. Yeah. Um, so one of them was defending... Uh, at all times, um, 
What did you make of the substitutions of a few strange ones by Jose Mourinho? I mean, I wasn't... I mean, I wanted to see Rojo. I wanted to see Rojo. I was I was happy that he was back and on the bench. Uh, Shaw was on the bench as well. Um, Zatan Ibrahimovic uh, um, was also back. I was confused as to why he brought on Myron Fellaini. Um, I, I didn't understand why he brought him on. I would have thought that... Uh, for me, Fellaini is a player you bring on when you need. You need to play some balls into Fellaini's chest um, to get to start winning some duels when Lukaku decides that he can't beat Aspilicueta in the uh, in games like that. I would have preferred if he had brought on... The game was done um, by that point. If he had brought on Rojo, maybe for Smalling or for Lindelof, give him some minutes uh, to get back in, because I think Rojo and Bai will be the partnership we, we go with when everyone's fit. Um Maybe I've brought on Shaw, give him some minutes. I know he's been playing in down 23s for a bit. And, uh, yeah, please see Zlatan. Although I didn't understand the point of taking off Martial to then play Lukaku on the right wing. Yeah, and eventually right wing back. Yeah, yeah point. Which, didn't, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, I want to see Roman Zlatan up top together, at least for 15 minutes, see what they can do. Um, but... The gaffer decided that he wanted to see what Ron could do bombing down the right wing as a inverted wide target man. Uh, he does like to operate in that wide area, but we don't want to see him defending them. We saw him get his, uh, well, assist of the assist to, to Rashford when he put a good ball in uh, for Rashford to do a clever header back to Pogba. So he's probably got a goal on his return. But I don't think it's a long-term plan for United if Slatan and Ibra do start would would like to see a four four two, or it would be a four two three one with Latin in the hole. Can Latin play in number ten? He's he drops deep enough. Yeah. Uh, last season he was always in and around that area, trying to pick the ball up and trying to link up with Pogba deeper in the pitch, and they could build up together. I mean, I think he could do a job in behind Lukaku, but what does that mean for Mata Nuktari? Um, all I can see is them rotating on the the right hand side. Um, he's not scared to drop Mkhitaryan out of the squad. In Jose's defence, he has been very, very out of form, <clears throat> creating. I believe he got five assists in his first four games, and he hasn't got one since. Uh, he's been played as a ball winning uh, <laughs> attack attacking midfielder. In the big games, although I don't see him winning the ball back and he didn't seem to travel with the ball at all or do anything against Liverpool. And he started the Chelsea game, which was completely pointless. Uh, when we had better players on the bench, it could have made a difference, I believe. The front three, Rashford, Lukaku, Martial. Is that the way forward? Well, the only time they played in the front three was when we were 1-0 down. So, I don't know if it will be the way forward. I think they offer, they have similar attributes. I think they're both pacey. Um, Marcel definitely better on taking on his full-back. But maybe you'd say Rashford's got a better delivery than him. Mm. Um, I think... In the big games, I think that would be more more of an option where we're just looking we're looking to counter attack the teams. I think <clears throat> uh, it's a different manager, but under Louis Van Gaal, um, 
in the big games, when we didn't have possession, we counter-attacked and we ended up being the better team in most of them. Don't know what his percentage win <clears throat> against the top six was, but we've got great memories of 40 wins against Man City. The philosophy. Is a title over for United? Uh, I think it's too early to say. We've got, got to play them twice. I'm not saying we're going to go to the Etihad or they're going to come to Old Trafford and we're going to definitely win. Sure, I think we can. Want to. You've got, you've got to take six points from City. Mm, I think that's what he'll look to do, but I think it'll be a Jose Mourinho performance. I'm not sure we'll go all out attack. I believe it'll be very much like the Tottenham game where we tried to shut them out mm -hmm. at the front. I think we had more chances against Tottenham than the media probably gave us credit for. Uh, Lukaku did hit the post and I thought we were on the front foot. We've seen in the big games, he likes to, for the first 10 minutes, we look like a team that can dominate. I don't know why he decides to change it up after that. I don't know if it's the player's stamina or he just doesn't think they'll, the opposition will find out our game yeah. plan. Uh, the Chelsea game, I believe, was unlucky, even though they were the better team. For us to concede the goal yeah. that we did, I think we were unlucky. But obviously, the main reason why we're so far behind is the loss against Huddersfield. Yeah, that's that's the killer for me. I've been saying it for weeks. Uh, the draw at Anfield, I think, was was fine. The performance, I wasn't happy with at all. The result, I, I was I was pleased with. It. I was satisfied with that, with that result. Um, the Huddersfield loss uh, is 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 what it's a real kick in the teeth. Um, I reckon that Stanford bid is awful. I didn't really expect anything. Um, talk of Chelsea being in bad form. I had a feeling that they'd, they'd turn up against us when. Morata got ninety minutes and Kante came back, came back into the team. It was just, it was just always, it's just going to happen, um, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, as long as if we can avoid slips like Huddersfield, then the derby in December uh, will be a big one, and the onus will be on us uh, to get the three points at home. So we move to league leaders, Manchester City, the best team to ever play. Say it again. Uh, a 2 0 win at the King Park Stadium. Where do we start with them? I mean, overall, uh, they were the better team. However, you have got to look at the company challenge on Vardy <laughs> as he goes through in the third minute. If that's a red card, I mean, we saw it against Everton, they got a man sent off, Carl Walker getting two yellows. Um, even though they still dominate the game with uh, 10 men, they were only most they only managed to get a point and. Really, when we're eight points behind, uh, we need like decisions like that to go for us. Talking about decisions, just going back to North London Derby, the Arsenal goals. Arsenal were the overall the better team, but Davison Sanchez did a great uh, challenge on Alexis. Uh, Mike Dean said that he pulled him on the pulled his shirt, shirt on the yeah, shoulder. shoulder. Uh, I don't think Davison Sanchez nah. touched his shoulder, nah. let alone pulled his shirt. <laughs> And then, then it's offside, marginal decisions, but then you have to look for VAR to be called in because then we can know. Yeah. VAR makes sense, but refereeing seems to be so poor in the Premier League, especially when I take you then back to Old Trafford, mm -hmm. when Lukaku's having his shirt pulled off and we're seeing his, his glorious back and we're seeing his glorious black skin and his shirt's being pulled 
and nothing's given. I think everything with refereeing, that's the problem. Everything is always a debate that can be happen. Even with the offside, someone's knees over the line, hands, yeah. shoulders, it's, it's all debatable. And uh, I do understand the referees are under pressure, but that's why they've got the four officials and the linesmen there to help them. And I think there's they don't want to challenge the referees, so they just don't put their flag up for anything. Do you think the VAR will remove this kind of talk that we're having now? Will it kill football? Just make it stop start and kill the debates afterwards. What will Sky Sports have to talk about? Yeah, that's a good point. But ultimately, I care about my yeah. team getting three points at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, back to City. Fantastic counter-attacking goal for the first and the second. Yeah, Sterling with a great ball to uh, uh, David Silva, and then he just slotted it uh, to Gabriel Jesus, and he had an open goal. Uh, I believe that's eight goals for him now. Uh, Aguero didn't get a single minute, as uh, many FP, FPL fans will know. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Yep. Uh, Best great. left foot in the league, and he's yeah. right footed, so it seems. Yeah, it was a great strike. Um, Sane, I wasn't sure what it was doing and then Kevin De Bruyne popped up on the edge of yeah. the and back then I've always thought it was a very good shot do you think Casper Schmeichel is a bit suspect in goal though well you don't rate the man no I don't Premier League winner no I think well we saw that as a few weeks ago uh, Chadley scored a free kick oh yeah <laughs> on Monday Night Football but the uh, Pete Schmeichel yeah. <laughs> to try to back him up uh, but I'm not sure what he think he just decided not to move or moved the wrong way our City unstoppable. I mean, we saw Phil Neville match the day last night saying that he thinks they're going to go undefeated. Mm. Um, I don't think... I think when they've been challenged for, Arsenal got a lot of stick. I think when Lacazette came on, they scored the goal and then questionable decisions. Uh, Monreal giving away a penalty. Yeah. And then the third goal was offside. And I've got to say, between... Uh, in that Arsenal City uh, Arsenal game, between Lacazette scoring and the offside goal, uh, the offside goal, I thought Arsenal were all over City. They really had them on the ropes. Um, the offside goal makes it three one and it kills the game. But I think yeah, you touched something good there. They have been a bit fortunate in the uh, in the big games. I think especially Chelsea weren't great. They weren't they weren't good at all uh, at the Bridge when City came down to beat them. The masterclass. Yeah, suppose a pet masterclass, but. When you've got Morata, who's such a key figure in Chelsea's eleven and in Chelsea's plans and how good he is uh, for them, and he goes off in 20 or 30 minutes, whatever it was, he, can go, he goes off early on, and Chelsea, Chelsea don't bring on the striker, but they bring on flipping Willian, and Willian has one of the worst performances I've ever seen him have in his entire life. Chelsea had nothing going forward for them. So it was City were going to batter him in terms of creating chance of chance to chance. Liverpool, a man sent off questionable. I thought they were the better team, even though City did score a goal when it was 11 v 11. Um, Lovren and it must have been Matt decided to part ways and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let Aguero just run in and score. Uh, it was a red card. Mane kicked Edison right in the face. That's not allowed. Um, but yeah, I thought Liverpool played well. Liverpool are always good against the top six, which which is hoping that when they go, were they at home in that game or were they? Was that the eight? I think like the MTR. 
Yeah, so when they go to Anfield, hopefully they can do something there. Are Chelsea in the title race? Because we're saying, is it only United that can catch them up? Uh, I believe you never know. Chelsea, what? Yeah, Chelsea, one point behind us. Even Tottenham, three points behind United. I think anyone can beat anyone in the Premier League, and I yeah. don't think. City are going to be a team that goes undefeated. No, be a chance. I think the Christmas period will be telling. Uh, we know how much Pep loves uh, Christmas and New Year's. Um, <laughs> happy New Year! I'm very happy and all that nonsense. Um, I think I think it'll be telling over that period. I think if City maintain this gap on second place, this eight point gap on second place in January, uh, by January I say I should say I think then we can start saying all right, maybe maybe it's theirs. But until then, I think um, the fixture list is, is is a difficult one. The Champions League will come in as well uh, uh, in in February. Knockout stages, they'll be playing much more difficult teams and whatnot. They'll, they'll all take a strain on the on the squad. Injuries as well can be telling. We've we've had Pogba out for for so many weeks. Kevin De Bruyne gets an injury for that long. How do they cope um, without him? And maybe there'll be a few surprise uh, results uh, coming through as well. That is that as well. Yeah, he's got his big hammy injury and the company's back, but for how long? Then we start talking about Otamendi and Mangala as a back two with mm. Delph at left back. <laughs> then there's some serious questions being posed against Man City. That's just how the league works. You touched the number four, Liverpool. 2 0 win. Or 3 0. 3 0 win. Yeah, 3 0 win over Southampton. Salah. Goals, 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 goals. Yep, 9 and 12, a new record for the club. Beating Robbie Fowler's previous eight. Um, two for first goal was a uh, great uh, second goal for Salah. A uh, great run in behind. Uh, questionable defending from Van Dyke. Uh, don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that he's doing <laughs> Liverpool in January. <laughs> he decided to run out and move to the side. But yeah, uh, a fantastic start to the season for him. It's just where are the other goals uh, going to come from? Uh, you know my thoughts on Coutinho, uh, <laughs> overrated Manuel Lanzini. Um, definitely not worth the 120 million uh, Barcelona offering to take him away from Liverpool. Third most successful Liverpool in the Premier League. Coutinho with 31. Lanzini. Mm, so, I mean, I don't know much about Steve McManaman, but he's ahead of him. So. <laughs> You see him as a threat in terms of the title. Um, no, I think Liverpool have got uh, had an easy ride in the press. Uh, they went from well, second under Brendan Rodgers, uh, then Suarez left, and he got uh, sacked. Klopp came in October time, I believe. Uh, still finished eighth at the club, although he did take them to two cup finals. Uh, this, then he's had a whole summer transfer window. Yeah. They finished um, fourth, I believe. Yeah. There you're saying they've got a press for the uh, title next. Uh, United were expected to, even though we did qualify for the Champions League, we did ultimately finish sixth in the league. Uh, were we the sixth best team? Absolutely not. I don't know about that. Mourinho through the title. But yeah, we had four, two, difficult, two difficult games against Tottenham and Arsenal at the end, but. Yeah, I think Liverpool. They know they say they don't have money, but they spent 
30 odd million on Salah, they bid 70 million for Van Dijk. I think it's just an excuse to look at net spend of the big clubs like City and United and then use that as an excuse why they haven't won anything. Well, they're so. supposed to be a super giant club, uh, as we were reminded of so much uh, Liverpool's history and uh, standing all over the world. So they've got they've got a, a, a colossal revenue stream coming. I think the money excuse is a bit ridiculous. Um I just don't think they spent in the right place. Um, you've got the whole summer and you're chasing one guy in Van Dijk. Um, surely there's got to be someone at the club or the manager, whoever's in charge of transfers at Liverpool, looking at other players apart from Virgil van Dijk. They could have gone for Sanchez, who's gone to, who's gone to Spurs, or Lindy Lindelof, <laughs> if, they, if they wanted him in. Yeah. I mean, both of them, for me, are as bad as Lindelof is, better than Clavan and, and your Lovrens and whatnot. Um, their back four and the way they defend in general is, I think, really what I think what uh, lets Liverpool down in terms of having any serious um, a chance of, of going for the title. They'll probably be uh, try and compete for top four, but uh, yeah, again, I think I think they will miss out. Um, looks like they'll be coming out of the Champions League group. Do you think any British teams? Well, the English teams are left. English teams have have got a chance of doing anything in Europe this season. Uh. I mean, I don't want to blow too much smoke up City, but yeah, I think they've got a chance. Mourinho, he got to the, he's always gets to the semi-finals yeah. usually. We saw it doing with Chelsea in 2013-14. That wasn't a great team. Uh, put defensive performance against Atletico, they did lose. Yeah. Um, I think United have got a chance. We have got some good players. Um, Lukaku, if Lukaku's scoring, and Pogba. Is playing well. I think we've always got a chance against any team. We saw that in the Super Cup. We were only lost two one. Had some good chances. I mean, Real Madrid haven't been in form in the league. Uh, Ronaldo not scoring one out of one goal in fifty five shots, which isn't uh, his usual uh, conversion rate. But who are the favourites for the Champions League? Well, some would say some would have probably said that. Real Madrid, um, but as you as you touched on, they have been off form and they've been very very poor. Uh, we sat through the uh, Madrid derby mm. uh, yesterday and they didn't look great at all. But I've also got to say that they've had a lot of injuries. Um, number one keeper, Keylor Navas being out, um, Carvajal uh, was out. Um, I'm sure Cruz uh, was out at some point in the season as well. Gareth Bale uh, absent uh, also. Looks like Ramos has broken his nose or something too, so they might be without him. They've had a few injuries this year as well, and it's it's been in in uh, their first eleven um, injuries. So maybe you can uh, give them a pass for that. But they have looked poor. Cristiano Ronaldo has he passed it? Thirty-two years old. Um, I don't think so. He's still been scoring in the Champions League. Um, if it is the downfall, we weren't really hoping we went from Ballon d'Or winner uh, to scoring a few goals, maybe under 10 this season. If it's really the way it's going. In uh, the La Liga, it looks like Barcelona are going to win the league already. I believe they're eight points clear as well. Yeah. Same as City, but so if I'm giving United a chance, <laughs> it's not, but it's a different league, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. You asked me about Champions League favourites. I've got to give it to Barcelona. Um, 
they've looked fantastic uh, this season. Had a bit of a rocky start in terms of performances, but they've they've, they've turned in some fantastic performances and got some great results this year. As you said, they're eight points clear at the top of uh, La Liga. They're basically qualified, um, more or less, need the points to qualify uh, from the Champions League group. Um, yeah, I was there in the first game where they played um, Barcelona, uh, played Juventus at the Camp Nou, and they're fantastic. Blew them out the water. Messi's been uh, been great. Suarez is finally back in uh, league scoring. He's ended his goal drought. Um, Paco Alcacer has come in with a few goals as well. He got two goals last week, which uh, helped him win. Um, and he's still got Smalley Dembele uh, to come in, uh, to come back from his injury. So looking quite strong. Um, PSG as well. Uh, yeah. I think you can't ignore uh, Paris Saint-Germain. I think Cavani's got 19 goals this season. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um Neymar's back from his from his injury too. De Maria, Mbappe, uh, Verratti. Verratti in the midfield. They are looking fantastic. Uh, they're flying in in Ligue 1. Uh, six points clear of uh, of second place Monaco. Is it their year? Is the project finally finally going to be complete? Well, that's what they looked to do when they brought Ibra in. Unfortunately, Ibra. Couldn't win the Champions League. He went through a period at the club where, well, the last four teams to win it have been Spanish. Um, Belgium obviously won it three times, Barcelona once. Um, but maybe Neymar is the difference. We saw him, how much he, how big he was in the game against uh, PSG last year. Yeah. Uh, the comeback. Greatest comeback of all time. Yeah, some say. <laughs> Uh, scoring a great free kick and uh, assisting uh, Sergio Roberto. But then that's the game that ultimately cost Neymar um, as they decided to show Messi on the uh, yeah. front pages of all the newspapers and according to sources or <laughs> media, that's what the reason he left. He wasn't too happy. 11 goals, 7 assists for Neymar. Uh it's a great return. You got Mbappe there, six goals and seven assists. Cazaro <laughs> there, four goals, one assist. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. From his hat trick in the uh, in the Champions League, they'll be a threat. I think they'll be in around. They'll be be in and around it. Bayern Munich have looked very strong this season, uh, especially after sacking uh, mm. Carlo Ancelotti. They seem to turn have turned their season around. Um, Juventus are going through a bit of an odd an odd phase uh, out of form. They've lost today 3-2 um, away at Sampdoria, which uh, allows uh, Napoli to extend the lead at the top of Serie A. So it should be an interesting one. Is it worrying that uh, PSG's three top scorers, uh, well, they've got this Cavani, Neymar and Bappe and then the next two are their full-backs. Is that, is that worrying? Yeah, probably uh, for them, uh, take them out and Goals aren't really coming from the midfield. But still race there with three, Di Maria with two. How many goals are Kuzawa and Munir really going to get yeah. you throughout um, an entire season? But maybe it's because things the likes of Di Maria and Jackson are struggling to get into get into the starting eleven. But um, yeah, they're strong outfit. Cavani, average goals, 71 minutes per goal. I mean, he was put out to the left wing when Ibra came to the club, um, but now he's doing his job up front. Scored a lot of goals for Napoli when he was there. Uh, 
natural striker. He is. So that's where we'll leave it. I think we'll be uh, we'll be back on Thursday uh, with uh, another another podcast. We'll be doing uh, a bit more organised that one. Yeah, we talk about or the weekend, <laughs> and just the whole season. Uh, yeah, we'll probably talk on um, Champions League this week. Champions League. Have a, a look at a Champions League review and uh, a little Premier League preview as well. As long with anything else that's uh, big in the footballing world. So yeah, have a good one. Take care, guys, and we'll see you on Thursday.